What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to Scout Team Sports. I am your host, DeValian, and we are back again. We are going through a transition, if you will. A couple of things in the works that I definitely want to run by you uh, and will be changing in the weeks to come. Again, our second platform uh, is ColorCast, and that is strictly uh, sports over there. Um, another way for me uh, to expand uh, the brand and expand uh, the fan base and the listenership, if you will. Um, and uh, the folks over there at ColorCast have been treating me very well. So, uh, again, that's all sports uh, as opposed to uh, with Anchor where you just get, you know, basically almost anything and everything. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're definitely uh, in the works for contemplating um, a bit of a change of direction for scout team sports so i wanted to, wanted to alert all of my followers and listeners more on that to come i will continue to talk about it and then once we get closer to that actual transitioning um you will be notified you will be made aware of that ahead of time uh, so in an effort to grow and an effort to um not allow things to just stay the same and to shift and to change and to uh, grow and to get better um, some changes are in the works, uh, but I want to do it uh, gradually. I want to do it steady. I want to uh, make sure that um, I have everything in place uh, to make the transition uh, for the better. Um, but it's something I definitely want to do. Uh, but this episode, uh, since we are pretty much done with football season, we'll be keeping up with news, uh, especially in the NFL and also in the NBA. Uh, but with this, I wanted to uh, do some catch up with uh, wrestling, uh, pro wrestling, uh, which is still a part of scout team sports. And, uh, I've always been, uh, keeping up. I've just been steadily hardcore in the NFL and made sure that those podcasts were uh, as good as I can make them at the time. Uh, but I have been keeping up with wrestling and, uh, specifically AEW as well as WWE. Uh, but just wanted to, um, follow up with, um, AEW and catch up. Uh, with AEW and uh, of course with uh, WWE we're waiting for Wrestlemania I'll get to uh, what's transpired up until that point uh, once we get closer to Wrestlemania but again uh, talking about AEW right now and um, a couple of things uh, I am very very interested I think it's a little bit underrated interested in this rivalry that's starting between the Death Triangle and the House of Black um, with uh, then making the Death Triangle with Pac and um, Penta, um, making them like, the, you know, the, the baby faces, but, you know, making them basically have to go to that dark place in order to fight fire with fire uh, with the House of Black. But then the House of Black keeps growing. Just uh, got Buddy Matthews, former WWE star, uh, from um, onto their group. Uh, I think that that could be the makings of uh, a good rivalry, although it looks weird because, you know, Buddy Matthews is completely clean, tattoo-free, and the, the group that he's joining has, like, they ain't got any type of skin that's not covered with tattoos. It's weird. <laughs> he looks like an oddball, kind of. 
but I mean, his attitude and his demeanor kind of fits the uh, the House of Black. Um, I, I, I definitely knew that he wasn't when he would when he came out and he did that standoff and he came out from from the shadows. Uh, that of course that was another House of Black member. He wasn't going to just straddle and look at uh, Malachi Black and just walk around uh, the ring and then not attack who's behind him. I mean, that was just a classic setup. Um, so not surprised with that, but I think that that has the makings of a good uh, rivalry. Um, and now, you know, we need for uh, Pack and the Death Triangle to get their numbers up, if you know what I mean. Um, and just waiting for you know who to return and, and possibly somebody else. Uh, and so I'm hoping that that will turn into something really good. Moving on, um, not really. I, I, for the life of me, I still don't get why you would not, in the women's division, create a women's tag team division. It seems like you had the makings of it, you had the makings for it, and then it just went to waste. And now you've got two singles divisions where it seems like you put over the TBS champion and Jay Cargill much more than you put over Britt Baker. It, that's what it seems like to me. And, uh, you know, the AEW Women's Champion is Britt Baker, and she should be honestly put over more than uh, the the TBS Champion. The belt for the TBS Champion is an adult-sized belt. The adult, the, the, the TBS Women's title is, is bigger. It's bigger than the AEW Women's title. It's weird. And, uh, yeah, they're... they're um, Really just putting over, you know, Jay Cargill's the big bad heel champion. I'm still really not feeling it because when I watch her wrestle, I'm just not seeing uh, much of anything other than her hitting her finisher. It seems like that's the only thing she really knows how to do. She can kind of sort of brawl. But other than that, she really can't execute any wrestling moves. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's just that finisher, which to me is, again, not is kind of lackluster in itself. She hits the finisher, the opponent hits face down, and then she just flips him over and sits on top of him. Like, that's her whole thing. Like, th there's no other, you know, there's no skill involved in what else she does. I'm like, can you please develop her? Can you please teach her some other wrestling moves? Can you please teach her some other things that she can execute? And no, the big boot to the face does not count. That's just, all that is is athleticism, which you pretty much didn't even have to teach her to do. She did it after the match in this in this uh, case when it came to defending the title against the bunny. And I'm like, like that, that's not, the, no, the big boot, that's not, that's not good enough. Okay, the big boot and the finisher. I'm like, that's not good enough. She needs to execute wrestling moves, wrestling holds, show that she's competent in a wrestling ring. Other than, you know, it's just so obvious that other people, everybody she's facing is carrying her and then putting her over. I get putting her over, but they have to carry her too. Normally, you have to work your way up before you get put over that early, especially when other people are carrying you, because that means that you still need work. And I, don't, I really don't get that. So I'm hoping that they develop her uh, in terms of her wrestling skill. Because right now she's just an athlete. She's just muscular and athletic, but she doesn't have any wrestling skill. And I get it. There are other wrestlers that have come through. 
uh, man and woman that, you know, don't didn't have much wrestling skill and background and they did great. They perform, they become stars, but it's like eventually that lack of wrestling skill is going to show. And so somebody's got to train you to be better. And so I'm, I'm still waiting to see that for Jay Cargill. Uh, I like the rivalry kind of sort of between Jericho and, and Eddie Kingston. Um, Eddie Kingston is just a thing where it's just, they just built his character to where he don't like nobody. And once he stops arguing and fighting uh, and, and fussing and fighting with one person, then he's just off to the next person and they make up some reason why he's angry at them. You know, I, 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 I figured, okay, he wasn't done yet yelling and fighting and squirming with CM Punk. I figured they were going to take that somewhere. That really didn't go anywhere, uh, at least any any length of in reasonable length of time. Um, and now all of a sudden, now he's arguing and he's upset with Jericho about something. <laughs> he just he just he's always got a bone to pick with somebody. He's always upset about something that he probably shouldn't be upset about. But because he's the hardcore New Yorker, he's got to always be agitated and irritated and got a bone to pick with somebody, even if it's because they looked at him the wrong way or some stupidness like that. But anyway, um, I think as far as there are two styles uh, with two older guys, I think that'll, that'll work out. The whole thing with the inner, inner, inner circle facing off it against each other, imploding kind of sort of, um, I guess, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not to me that big a deal because they were just, and for for the most part, in my opinion, they were just stagnant for so long. It was like, okay, what are you doing with them? Jake Hager finally returned, and then all of a sudden, you've got, uh, you know, you've got tension or turmoil, which amongst the inner circle. Sammy Guevara is not really part of the inner circle because he's too busy being the TNT champion. Uh, so it's like, and then you just got, uh, you know, then you've got a, uh. uh Santana and Ortiz and it's like for life of me you know with them being veterans I get them putting over younger guys and stuff like that but for the life of me I don't understand why Santana and Ortiz have not been the tag team champions yet like like why like that makes no sense and now for them to become tag team champions eventually or whenever that happens down the road it's like you're almost acting like WWE now where you're doing stuff that you should have done six months ago a year ago two years ago like, I don't get that with Santana and Ortiz. The whole point of them leaving and, you know, being this storied, uh, storied tag team over in Impact Wrestling and then coming now to AEW was, okay, they were supposed to lead the charge. And you've let other teams be tag team champions who, you know, some some will argue, some have deserved it, some will, I would argue, not. In particular, FTR. How is it that FTR gets to be tag team champions before Santana and Ortiz? That makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely none. So, you know, I, I hope that they can do something or give Santana Ortiz some type of direction. You know, now that they come out every year, I mean, every year, every uh, wrestling match with the with the face paint on, you know, looking, you know, looking, you know, uh, the way that, you know, uh, the, that is culture, you know, culturally that the way that they want to look. I'm like, OK, what are we doing with this? You know, they just going to go their own way and do their own thing. And be this dom become this dominant tag team and come on a run. I get that they're older and whatnot, but I mean, all the more reason because they're older that you should have already given them a tag team title run, and then they lose the titles and they put over some young group like uh, like Jurassic Express, 
and then now it's you know it's Jurassic Express's turn. But FTR's already had the tag team titles, uh, Jurassic Express the tag team titles, and Centennial Ortiz are just doing what? I'm like, you know, they're one of the most well-known tag teams in wrestling, let alone uh, AEW, and it's like you're not doing anything with them. Um, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. I get it. You know, uh, Brian Danielson put in him and uh, Hangman Adam Page put on quite a match. You know, in their t- in their AEW World Title rivalry. Um, but I think it's just one of those things that uh, Adam Hangman Page. You know, I know he's their guy as far as AEW guy. Um, but there's just one thing that he just doesn't have, and to me, that's star power. I, I just don't see why, um, you know, as much as it's like as much as Brent, the the actual wrestler himself, Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson gets on my nerves. It would have been better for him to have the title right now and try to def- in defending it against John Moxley. That's a bigger draw than Adam Hangman Page and whoever Adam Hangman Page would be facing. Um, it's just a bigger draw. It really is. So, so and I think that's. Something that you need to keep consistent, especially with your world title. If the world title is your main title, you need to keep consistent that that's the big draw. And Adam Hangman Page is just not a big draw. Um, you know, Kenny Omega is who he took the title from. And then, you know, Brian Daniel, Brian Daniel, Bryanson, Danielson, Bryanson, Danielson, whatever. It's like, come on, be more creative than that. You go from Daniel Bryan to Brian Danielson. What? <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, you know, as much as I don't like him, he's a better draw, especially for your world title. And then you got John Moxley returning. That's a bigger draw. That's what should be uh, the world title should be fight fought over right now. Um, and it's not, um, you know, and then we get to CM Punk and MJF. It's like, okay. It's going to eventually, I guess now, it's going to eventually culminate at uh, Revolution. Um, after MJF, of course, getting the first win and their first one-on-one when it came to uh, their first matchup. And he got, you know, hit he hit him with the ring. Well, he hit CM Punk in the face with the ring and got the pinfall. But I, I figured it wasn't going to be over just yet. Um, so hopefully that rivalry is, you know, does good. Uh, as far as just continuing on, because I know they want to drag it on a little, a little longer. I mean, that first, that first promo battle was great. The first promo battle was awesome. Uh, but now it's like, okay, what do you do to keep it interesting? To keep things stimulated uh, in regards to how it's going to go and how it's going to continue to go. So, I mean, they've got to have that final match, that rubber match, if you will. So after that. Okay, do we end it? Do we have both guys move on? CM Punk is older, so eventually I would think you're going to need to start moving him toward the world title picture, um, because you know I don't you know I don't think he can drag on for too long before he makes a title run, because he is still up in age, even though yes he is back. So hoping that they do something with that, hoping that things go well with that, and I'm hoping. Uh, that eventually CM Punk will get pushed toward the world title picture because uh, I would rather see it sooner than later because I don't think he has as much time as everybody think he does thinks he does 
um, as far as how long he can go. I see him when he's wrestling the matches. You could tell he's older and you could tell he feels it. Uh, and, you know, I want him to do good. But at the same time, it's not going to be realistic if all of a sudden he's facing a whole bunch of the younger guys and he's beating all the younger guys. Uh, you know, I get experience can win out, but it can't win out all the time. That's just not realistic. Uh, eventually, youth and speed and power and strength is going to beat you. So um, I would hope that uh, I would hope that CM Punk could start getting pushed toward the world title sooner rather than later. Uh, he would be great in carrying it and then um, putting himself over, of course, I mean, he's already over, and then putting others over who he, whom he would face. And uh, I just think that would be really good for him, uh, again, sooner rather than later. So I'm going to take a break right there, and we're going to come back with a little bit more. This is Scout Team Sports. I am your host, Devalian. We'll be back in a minute. Scout Team Sports, and we're back in it once again. I am your host, Devalian, and we are catching up with AEW. Uh, again, I have been following and, and keep keeping up with AEW and wrestling uh, in terms of what's been going on. Some Just my current thoughts right now as we uh, get back into wrestling uh, while the uh, pro football uh, is on hold and we will be also having updates as far as things that are going on in the NFL and the NBA uh, but we are talking about AEW wrestling right now uh, just a couple other things that I am interested in wanted to talk about in terms of what's been going on um, glad to see Sammy Guevara as the TNT champion once again I really was not feeling Cody as the champion and I don't I, I honestly don't believe it was necessary for Cody to put over um put over Sammy Guevara. Uh, I don't think that was even needed. I think Sammy Guevara was able to get over well on his own with having out having to face Cody um, when it comes to the interim champion and then he's gone and he comes back and they had the double title lighter match which, which was fun. It was a fun match uh, but I really don't think that was necessary. I think it would have been much better served uh, if it was just another heel or another hungry challenger or competitor for uh, the title. I mean, I much would have rather seen, you know, you know, Darby Allen's now reinterested in gaining the TNT championship. I would have much rather have seen those two go at it in a ladder match than, than, uh, Sammy and Cody. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, I'm hoping that, you know, uh, Sammy continues to do good. He's going to, he's going to do good with whoever he works with, I believe. And so looking forward to more exciting matches with, with Sammy as TNT champion. Uh, I don't believe the whole hype about Cody and um, him being, you know, possibly gone and then going back to WWE. And I know what the reports say. I know what all the speculation and all that and stuff. But honestly, I just I'm not buying it. Why would he leave the company he started and then uh, go back to WWE for what? For what? I mean, to me, it's it's a work. It's a work. And. I'm not surprised that AEW would do this and Cody in particular because Cody's just he's going to push the envelope. He's going to do things like this. This is just not this isn't this doesn't surprise me when it comes to Cody. But I don't believe that it's legit like he's leaving like this is a work. This is to create buzz. This is, you know, the the guys are already doing their thing as far as their actual wrestlers and performers. So me as a wrestler slash 
you know, the creative driving force slash management slash whatever you want else you want to call him. Um, he's into doing other things, um, as opposed to just in just, just wrestling. Um, and it just doesn't serve right or serve a good purpose for him to hold the titles and be on top when he's like the creative driving force, part of the creative driving force behind, uh, behind the actual, the whole company. And so for him to do stuff with like, you know, he's going to, he's going to do a work or he's going to act like he's doing something off the, off the, uh, off the books or something like that. It makes sense, but I don't believe it's legitimate that he's leaving AEW and going to WWE. I just don't believe it. And, you know, if anything, it's a work, you know, or maybe he shines, signs a short-term contract with WWE just to make some money. And then of course he goes back to AEW because I mean, with AEW, you know, do you have, it's not like WWE, of course, where you have to do just WWE stuff and that's all you can do. Uh, you know, AEW wrestlers are like, it's almost like a bigger independent circuit where, you know, AEW wrestlers will be on here. Then they'll be on impact. Then they'll be over in new Japan. Then they'll come back. I mean, that's the whole thing behind Lance Archer and what he was doing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, why would this be any different? And, you know, Cody has a newborn child. And so I would like to think he's trying to spend more time with the newborn. So, um, you know, which would serve purpose in terms of why he's not as much or probably will not be as much on screen as much. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about him. Yeah, I think it's a work. I think that whole thing's a work. Uh, and you kudos to him, kudos to him for creating buzz about it. Um, but you know, with revolution coming up, I am excited for that. Also, um, uh, with, uh, uh, buddy Matthews coming over, there is talk about, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly in WWE coming over rightfully so they weren't doing anything with him in WWE when he had, um, he had a good run in, uh, NXT, but when they bumped him up to the main roster, then all of a sudden they start letting parts of his crew of his faction go like releasing them from the company. And then they didn't really do anything with him once he got to the main roster. So it's like, it's, it's a trip because it's like AEW farms really good talent. And I get that they're like legitimately their own brand now, but when it's supposed to, you're supposed to move talent up to the main roster and the main roster of WWE and SmackDown does need help. Then all of a sudden it's like they start firing people and it's tends to be, especially these last couple of releases have been a lot of wrestlers of color. Um, so, you know, if WWE is going to be like that, then fine. You know, they're better served anyway, you know, with the, with the, uh, bringing over Isaiah Swerve Scott and then, um, Keith Lee recently already coming over. So happy to see Keith Lee in AEW. You got Jay White here now. Um, and you know, they're bringing all these stars over and I'm like, cool, let's, let's mix it up. Let's have a good time, uh, over in AEW. <coughs> you also got, uh, Adam Cole, which, um, which I was surprised when it first happened. <coughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, he was gone. I thought, <coughs> Excuse me. I thought for sure that WWE really liked him and he was going to eventually be a WWE champion. I thought they were going to move them up to the main roster, the whole undisputed era. And then it, he was going to get a push 
And because uh, I just figured they pegged him like, you know, I mean, first of all, he looks like Shawn Michaels, a young Shawn Michaels. And then all of a sudden, you know, they were always pushing him on NXT. And now I figured like, you know, but it seems like when it comes to the creative forces, when it comes to NXT versus the WWE main roster, it's like night and day. They do, they do totally different things and think totally different ways in terms of talent and what they want. Uh, and boom, he's gone and he's with who he considers his friends anyway. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Uh, it was really funny to see the rivalry between him and Orange Cassidy. Um, I know a lot of people think Orange Cassidy is like a gimmick and it should never be taken seriously. But I really think you could have fun with that. I really think that you could have fun with that. You could eventually make Orange Cassidy TNT champion. I think that would be great. Um, and, uh, you know, not, I know it's not a popular opinion, especially when I uh, comment on AEW videos on YouTube and stuff like that. But I think that that would be a good uh, run. I think you can make a good run as TNT champion. I think it would be funny. I think it would be great. And I don't think that he's just a comic relief. I don't think he's just a comic gimmick. He could do so much more. And it's like, why give him wins over Chris Jericho, give him wins over Adam Cole, give him wins over other prominent stars just for him to be a comic gimmick. And that's it. That doesn't make sense. That in itself does not make sense. Um, so I'm glad for Adam Cole. I'm glad for uh, three, three quarters of uh, three quarters of former Undisputed. Now being together again in AEW, so I'm just waiting for the fourth one to come over, or maybe they add a new one. But um, I'm glad to see I'm glad to see uh, those guys back together again. They they are a force, and it was nice to see them. Uh, I'm waiting to see more from this Jay White guy because I didn't get to see them him that much in New Japan. Um, I knew of him being a part of the Bullet Club and whatnot. Uh, but other than that, I really want to see what all the hype is about with this dude. I've already seen one match. Uh, with him and Trent Beretta, it was nice and, you know, it was good, but I don't know. It just, that, that particular match wasn't really that impressive to me in terms of, in terms of Jay White. So I, I need to see more. I'm not going to just, you know, condemn him all of a sudden, but I need to see more. I'm hoping they do more with Wardlow. Like I'm hoping they really do more with Wardlow. He doesn't need to be, you know, under MJF shadow anymore. Um, and I'm, ho I'm really hoping they do something with him. Um, in terms of just, you know, legitimacy. Um, I honestly think that they need, if anything, you know, instead of creating another women's title, what they really should have done is create another singles men's title because you've got all these stars coming out. You know, somebody's got to do a rivalry against somebody. And if you've got only uh, the AEW world title and AEW um, and, uh, and the TNT championship, you've got all these other stars, you know, coming out, you know, what are they going to, you know, what are they going to beef about? You know, there's only so many rivalries you can have where there's really nothing on the line and they just want to fight and they just don't like each other. That's good for maybe one or two rivalries, but you can't have every rivalry like that. So, I mean, you've got to have something for these guys to chase after. I mean, it's still a competition. It's still wrestling. You're still supposed to be competing, have that aura or have that assumption, that kayfabe assumption that everybody's competing for the top prize to be a champion, to be named the top dog or top uh, lady dog, if you will. Uh, in the company um, so I think you still you can't lose that uh, and so I think it would have been better for them to create a women's tag team titles and then create another men's singles title uh, because you've got all these stars coming out and you've got these people being added to the company and it's like what are you going to do with them and you know they just keep coming basically 
Um, so it's like, what are you going to do with them? Um, you know, and then, um, you know, the whole rivalry with Hook, uh, with uh, Taz's son, Hook, and then QT Marshall. Really enjoying that, really enjoying Hook uh, as far as his persona, uh, as far as a young guy. So I'm hoping they continue to push with him. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of things where I'm like, okay, we got some things going on here that seem to, that they're going to be pretty exciting. I just hope that uh, the writers and the creative directors, you know, all push these uh, ladies and gentlemen in the right direction and don't end up losing too many people like with too much to do and too many storylines to take care of that certain people get lost in translation or lost in, and get buried uh, because of, um, you know, it's just too much for maybe for the writers and the creative team to handle in terms of, okay, this angle needs to go this way with this group and this person needs to go over and, uh, okay, we don't want to bury this person. And so what do we do with them? And then what's their next challenge? Where do they move on from here? That's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to deal with, especially when you continue to get stars and you continue to get popular, um, wrestlers from other companies, and then you're growing your own talent at the same time. So I'm hoping the best for AEW. Um, I'm really hoping the best for them. Um, I really think like as far as, uh, you know, uh, the next, um, challenger for hangman at a page for the world title. Again, the world title is what I tend to focus on a lot. And of course he defend, you know, he defended successfully against, um, <clears throat> Lance Archer. Uh, I really think, you know, and I know I figured Kenny Omega is going to come back eventually, but I'm hoping it's not Kenny Omega again. Um, they really do, I think need to push, uh, start pushing CM for CM Punk. Uh, but you know, he's got to get done with his rivalry with MJF. Um, but I'm surprised MJF hasn't, uh, I'm surprised MJF, they haven't pushed MJF to have the title yet. I think that would be more of a, I think that's how it should go. You know, MJF, you know, still has his rivalry with CM Punk. He'll have another match. He'll have the dog collar match. And then, um, he'll break off somewhat, grab and, or snatch or steal, the AEW world title from Hangman Page, and then you've got MJF defending the AEW world title against CM Punk. I think that's how CM Punk should get the title. Um, because I, you know, I just I'm really not feeling Hangman Adam Page. I just don't, you know, he's not a big enough a draw. Like all so many all the things that I've mentioned so far, Hangman Adam Page in terms of interest is like maybe to me fifth or sixth on the list like he's just not in you know he's not of interest to me adam cole is more interest to me uh cm punk is more of interest to me the the tag team division is more interest to me in terms of the tag team titles who's gonna what's gonna happen with them what's gonna happen with the tag team titles john moxley uh and brian danielson is more important to me uh, Chris Jericho and even Eddie Kingston is more of a draw in my opinion. And so you've got the AEW world champion kind of like fifth or sixth on the list in terms of importance, uh, in terms of a draw. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what, what good is that? Your AEW title, your AEW champion should be more of a draw than fifth or sixth most important that everybody cares about seeing. More people, in my opinion, care about seeing John Moxley, Brian Danielson. They care more about seeing Adam Cole. They care more about seeing MJF, CM Punk. 
They care more about even uh, Keith Lee um, and, and what he's going to do. And, and other newcomers that are popping up in the company seem to be more important to the fans than Hangman Adam Page in the AEW World title. So I really think they need to change that up. I really think they need to change it around. But looking forward to good things from AEW. So we will catch up at another time on the things going on in AEW. Of course, you've got Revolution that's going to be happening on March 6th. And um, definitely we'll be covering that and uh, uh, reviewing that, rather, in terms of what happens uh, when it's over. Um, hoping for good things from AEW Revolution. And uh, until next time, believe until you stop breathing. This has been Devalue with Scout Team Sports and a NFL and NBA episode will be on the way soon, catching up with uh, NFL news and, of course, current goings-ons in the NBA. Yes, I said it right. Again, it's Devalian with Scout Team Sports. Believe until you stop breathing. We'll see you next time.